Amen. And well, I tell you, as you guys were worshiping, I hope you really listened to that last song, Jesus Lover of My Soul, because those words are really uh, pulled out of this song that we're going to be talking about. How do you guys like that picture Miss Tanya found? Stuck in the rut. And we're going to be primarily talking about Psalm 40. I'll give you all some homework this week. The whole psalm is a great place to just kind of learn and live and love on the Lord and let him love on you. But we're going to kind of hone in on the first one through three verses. Does that sound good? But I just want to ask you guys, I mentioned when we got geared up, how many sometimes feel stuck in a rut sometimes? Yeah, yeah, I thought, you know, this is a, a message for everybody, all ages, all sizes, everything, because sometime or another, we're going to feel like that. And, you know, when I first start putting the message together, and sometimes we think being stuck in a rut, um, when I first hear that, it's like a routine, and it's just day in, day out. And that could be one of the things, too. But also, I want to talk about how that we can find ourselves in that pit sometimes, you know, that, that, that just desperate time. And, and, you know, sometimes that's just one of the lonely places in the world. But we're going to look and see how God's given us fuel, right, through his word and the power of his name to overcome. Amen. So, you know, a lot of times you say, well, gosh, how in the world did I get here? Sometimes it just sneaks in. You know, sometimes we take our eyes off the Lord and we can just inch over and find ourselves in a place that we never, ever thought we'd be. But the great thing is God never leaves us. Amen. Oh, you got to give me amen there. God never leaves us. That's a great thing. And I want you to know this. So wherever you're walking today, whether you feel like you're on a slippery slope, heading towards that pit, in the middle of that pit, or just coming out, I believe that this message is going to be attuned to our spirit to encourage us and show us that God is the one who rescues. He's a restorer of his, his children. And I pray that, man, through this, that it's about breaking free, right? Breaking free from some of those things that, that just kind of grab hold of us in the course of the week. And uh, so in order to, to kind of help us better understand that, you know, we like to do something crazy every now and then, right? Everybody's saying, oh, can I get, a, can I get somebody to, to come on? Everybody's like, no, I'm not coming up and wouldn't do you like that. But I tell you what, we would, we will put the KTP team in a mix in a minute. So what I want to talk to you about today is being stuck in that rut and how it can really happen real fast. And so this is just a little illustration to show you, you know, sometimes we can just inch into the wrong thing. So with that being said, I'm going to get out of the way and let the KTP team do what they do, all right? Amen. That sounds good. All right. Look, I'm going to have to jump off here. We're getting ready for the service. Yeah, I know. I'm going to try to take a little break. I want to talk to Thomas to see what's going on. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? All right. I'll see you at service. All right. Uh, oh, man. What's up, man? Why don't you, oh, my gosh. I'm in the sin chair. Why don't you say something? You were on the phone. I was on the phone. That happens a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh, man, I can't believe I was just wasn't paying attention. Now I'm stuck in sin, man. How'd you get oh. Hey, guys. Oh, play cool, play cool. Hey, uh, there's a cool motorcycle by another Harley outside. You want to go check it out? Uh, no, I'm good. It's cold. It's cold out. I'm just kind of. I'm sure you can't pass up the Harley. No, I saw that one Grayson's guy. I can't top that. That's cool. Uh, um, man, we're, we're stuck. We're, 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 Man, we got stuck in sin, man. It was just so easy. I was just walking along, and, and he was there at first. We're strong. We're feeling strong. 
You get, you're strong enough to get us out? Well, hey, I ain't too busy. Come on. See what you can do to get us out? Because I'm... It's same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Okay, we're ready. You ready? We're blasting. Okay. I, I, felt, I felt my leg move. That's, uh-oh. Oh, now you're stuck too. This is not good. Panic, panic. Say, okay. All right, we just got to be cool. Look, look like everything's cool. Okay, okay, okay. Wait. Oh, man. That's Tanya. Uh-oh. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, Hey! I was just kicked back. My leg, you know, my leg's been swelling again. Um, go ahead. You can start with that. Come on. Um, we we got we're kind of stuck in in sin. Do you not touch? I sat. It was fun. I was not paying attention. I was trying to help. <laughs> you know, I like to help. You guys know only Jesus can get us out of this pit of sin. I, I know. That. Yeah. But I mean, why are we so embarrassed? We're so embarrassed. Did you guys like pray? Did you ask Jesus to help you? We we were we were getting ready to. We were getting ready to. Because clearly, what y'all did didn't work. Uh, I said, you know what? I think we ought to make a command decision. Let's pray. Yeah, that's great. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you you can just take us from the miry muck and the pit. No matter how embarrassing, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've stepped in, uh, Lord, you're willing and able to reach out in your love and touch. So, Father, right now, we ask you to break the chains, free us and reconcile us in Jesus' name. Amen. Get a lot of hand clap. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's a little different, isn't it? I said the part about me being on the phone, right? <laughs> Well, let's jump back in here. You know, sometimes we talk about this. Everybody learns a little different. And uh, for me, it's like uh, over and over and over and over and over to get it through my head sometimes. And you say, well, you know, sometimes we end up falling in that same pit. But, you know, I want to tell you that God doesn't say, okay, it's, it's the tenth time or the hundredth time. I'm done with you. He's still willing to reach out. And grab you right there. And so what I want to do is, if you've got your Bibles with you today, I want to ask you guys to open up your Bibles to Psalm 40. If you don't have that, I've got most of the verses that we're going to deal with today here. But I always encourage you to bring your Bible because, you know, God may want to be uh, showing you something through other pages of His Word. So it's always good to have that. always want to encourage you to read the Word. So with that, you know, sometimes we just find out that uh, waiting's a hard thing, isn't it? I'm going to read this to you. If you guys are ready, say amen. Everybody got their, got their notes out and everything. I'm going to read this and we're going to kind of unpack it a little bit. Today's sermon is called Stuck in a Rut. And it's off of Psalm 41 through 3. Okay. And it says, this is David speaking. And we know David, he had been considered a man after God's own heart. We know that he was anointed as king early on and had a long time from the from the pit to the palace. But he always would focus on the Lord. And I tell you, I want to encourage us today. And like I say, I'm preaching to me first. Sometimes them weeks are long between Sunday and Sunday, amen? That's why we're here on Tuesday. How you like that? Just slid that right in there. Slid that right on in there. So um, we got some cool stuff coming up Tuesday. But I want to jump back in here and let's read the word, okay? And David's writing and he's in a tough spot. He's, he's, he's really in a bad spot. And you can see and, and, and just listen to this with your heart, okay? He said, I wait patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock, upon a rock, 
instead in me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see, I love this, many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust and faith in the Lord. See, people watch how you go through things. People want to say, well, how come they can go through this and it seems like they came out on the other side? That doesn't, I'm not minimizing the, the pit process that we go through, but I'm saying as Christians, we've got hope, amen? And his name is Jesus. I'm going to just jump in here. I probably had it in another spot, but it just hit me to share this with you. The last two weeks when I pulled the truck up here to back up and get everything done, it won't start. The battery's dead. I could ride all week, clean the terminals, everything else, but when I get ready to leave here, it won't start. So Tim had to jump in the last two times. I was like, man, I'm just going to, I just need to go get a battery. I found out the battery that's in my truck is 10 years old. That's a blessing right there. So I started looking at it. Usually it's like four or five years. This is like 10 years old, you know? And so I go and I'm checking the prices and stuff. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to stop at the new auto parts place. I haven't been in there. And I go in and they look it all up in the book and everything. And they said, well, hey, let's see, see what's going on here. And, and they said, oh, we got, we got the deal of the day. I said, well, that's great. So I'm talking. I go get my money and come back. And, and there's a young lady behind the counter. And, and she says this. She goes, oh, man, I just wish this day would end. I said, oh, man, Lord, you working up in here, aren't you? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it was like, man, time to jump in. That's the platform that God's going to use right there to just tell him that he loves them. You know, so the guy's getting the battery and, and the young lady that she's like the assistant manager. She's over there doing her thing. And I said, really? I said, you know what? I did get a soda machine. Um, I'm going to get a drink. Can I get you a soda or something? She goes, yeah, I appreciate that. So I said, can you give me some change, right? You know what happened? Y'all are coming here regular. No, when she gave me that dollar, I was going to use that as an instrument to tell her about Jesus, right? Now, I'll show you that sometime. But anyway, I got to start sharing about God's love and about, you know what? I know today might be tough, but I'm going to tell you what, man. You can't learn if God's not in it. And it was like God just slowed everything down. People that were back over here looking for some spark plugs and stuff, they were just kind of like this. You know, it was, it was, it was weird, man, when God's moving. And the guy with the battery's going... I said, oh, Lord, you're all over this thing. So I start sharing about Jesus and how much he loves them and how our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. But the good news is Jesus died and paid the price. They go, I've never heard that like that. I said, well, that's the only way I know it. He died for our sin. What would keep you from receiving that today? That guy put that battery down. He said, nothing. I'm in. And the girl said, nothing. And I got to pray with them right at the auto part store at the counter. And they passed from death to life. Put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a hand. That's what I'm talking about. And, and one other thing, just, just a side note. Thomas had his rocking buddy over there. They do a lot of uh, Christian rock stuff. The band's called The Difference. And hadn't seen Ryan in a while. I said, hey, son, what's been going on? He's playing some guitar. I said, how's everything going? And he said something I thought last night. Man, he goes, man, Mr. Buddy, as I look at the world. Sure do need to be about evangelism, don't we? And that's all. This kid's 18, 19 years old. We sure do need to be about sharing our faith. Isn't that true? I said, oh, yes, it is. But that's, that's, that's not just for the preacher or the worship leader. It's for each and every one of us. You say, well, I don't know all about this and all about that. Well, you know what? Just tell them what God's done in your life. That was just a little appetizer. Now we're going to jump back in here. But I could not turn the volume down on what God's doing. Amen? Amen. So we read this, and I want to move on in. You guys got your paperwork? Say amen. Yes. Well, let's see what we're talking about. Out of the pit. Now, first you say, well, buddy, what do you mean by the pit? And to me, the pit is a place of desperation. 
Everybody's pit might be a little different. It might be sickness. It might be depression. It might be unforgiveness, temptation, a, a, a broken relationship. But it could still be that place of desperation. It could just be overwhelmed by just life. But today, I want to tell you about the giver of life, the one that wants to rescue us out of the pit. Amen. And we talked a little bit about David, right? David was a man after God's own heart, and he still had pit experiences. That's what I want you to see. Everybody has to deal with that sometime or another. Can I get an amen there? Sometime, it's like sometimes it's just like, oh man, everything's going good. And I've had people tell me this. I say, how's things going? And they go, things are going real good. I'm just nervous it's going to quit. I'm like, man, why don't you enjoy what's going on? And why don't you just hold on to the Savior? And when and if, however that does come, then we're just going to trust God. I mean, nobody's excited about having a, a, a test in time, right? Nobody likes tests. I, I really don't. But you know what? There's things that we learn from the test, things that strengthen us and views of God and the characteristics of God that we see through those times that we would never see any other way. Amen. So what do we see? So so we're not as Christians immune to the pit experience is what I want you to take away from that. All right. Let's look at this. Now, how did David respond? Now, hopefully you guys got on your handout some of the things here. And let's move on in here. If you look at verse 1, I want to just kind of unpack this a little bit of time. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. Now, I want to think about that just a little bit. Sometimes when we're thinking about this, we go, oh, my gosh. You know, I don't like this place. It's dark. It's lonely. But I'm going to tell you, if you have a personal relationship with Christ, he hasn't gone anywhere. All right? If you don't have a personal relationship with Christ, he's willing to reach in and pull you out. Amen? Right where you are. Not cleaning up. Not, well, if I could just get up to the top where God could see me. It's not surprising God. What rejoices God is when you say, Lord, here I am. Help me. Save me. Work in my life. Amen? So let, what do we say? Wait patiently. How, how many of you know? It's, it's not fun waiting sometimes. You know? But what we can learn and what we can benefit from that is amazing. And so what did he do? He cried out. There's times in our life, man, that when, when the desperation hits, that's all we can really do is cry out. <laughs> Prayer is an amazing tool, an amazing gift that God's given us. Amen. There's some pits in life that only the Lord can rescue us from. He's the only one that can save us. Amen. Our salvation. There's one right there. Amen. Holding our salvation. It's about him. And I want you to know the focus of all this is, is us looking up unto the Lord. Looking at who he is. Not where we're at. He wasn't looking at a situation going, oh, he was pointing his heart and his eyes up to the Lord because he had a relationship with the Lord. He had walked with the Lord and he knew that God is faithful. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Second verse, it says, he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. You know, so many times we think that uh, we got it so bad, not minimizing what anybody's going through. But I tell you something that's helped me a lot when I go through certain things is if I could look around and see somebody else that maybe I can encourage or help or point to the Lord. It's amazing how God takes my focus off my problems and allows me to be that conduit to maybe help them see what God wants to do. And guess what? Most of the time I can tell you in my life, God's doing a work in my life through that. You know what I'm saying? When I did street ministry for, for two years, I really liked that. Only problem is your heart gets caught up in that sometimes. And man, that's, that's rough. That's rough because you see people go through so much 
And I hear people say, well, man, you know, they're, they're in that position because of their own choices. Some are. And some aren't. And some of us here could be in the same position like that. You know? So I'm, I look at those things when we're going through. I'd rather try to pick out the positive than just turn around and write the list of the negatives. Because we seem like we can always find the list of the negatives, right? But through the word of God, looking at that, we can pull out the positive. I wrote this on the top of my notes. I said, you know what? The Lord wants to throw us a rope, but the world wants to throw us an anchor. You ever heard that? You ever seen that? Because if you're doing bad, there's some people you just don't want to come visit you in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Going, Man, you look terrible, dude. You think you're going to make it? Uh, I, I'm believing so. Man, look at that knee. It's bigger than the other one. Man. Oh, how's your insurance? How's it going? Get them away from me, you know? Man, but you know what? People, sometimes they just don't realize that. They don't process. They don't have that filter. And I call that filter the Bible, the Holy Spirit. And they might not mean anything by it, you know? We just love them where they're at. But you know what? When we visit somebody or when we're looking at some stuff, hey, let's talk about the positive things and let's point them to a solution. The solution is always Jesus. No matter the question, the answer is Jesus. Amen. See, that's what I love about the Lord. It's one size fits all. It's Jesus. He's big enough to save the world. We just got to believe it. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody doing good? Everybody coming out the pit now, right? Good. So what can we learn from the pit experience? Because a lot of times, you know what? I think that's, I hate to say it, but we probably learn more there. I'd like to say that, it would, that we could get it easier on the sideline, but a lot of times it's when we're all the way up to here and that pit experience. And you know what? We get to see God's compassion, his blessing. And, and you know what? Sometimes we experience humility, but our faith and forgiveness, right, grows in that. Because when we see what God has forgiven us from, I think it's a little bit easier to forgive somebody else. You know? We talked about our friend Connie. Uh, many, many of y'all know that they had a situation where she was shot. And she's doing good. She called this morning, getting ready to have a, another grandbaby. She said, I was on the way to church, but I'm going to go see my grandbaby. Y'all pray. So we just agree that that grandbaby is going to be healthy and whole and a mighty warrior or warriorette <laughs> for the Lord. Amen. But I, and it's worth repeating because I saw this when I talked to her and she says, no, I can't be mad at the guy. God loves him just like he loves me. Wow. I could learn something from that. I could learn something from that. And you know, out of those, those things, I believe God says, hey, listen to me. Listen to me. I want you to make sure you all understand this. I don't believe God calls us those things. God works through those things. Amen. I want you to hear that. You know, people think God heaping this on them, heaping on that. He's trying to get good things to you. Amen. We are living in a sin-filled world. So sometimes we get that on us. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what. What's in us is stronger than what's on us. Amen. I want you to hear that right there. What's in us, the Holy Spirit, the personal relationship with Christ. Is, is greater than anything that the old enemy tries to put on us, right? So let's take a look at this. Ultimately, who rescued David? The Lord, right? What did he do? Let's take a look. Set his feet upon the rock, didn't he? Let's look at this. Now, when I thought about this, when I was breaking this down, and the next part of your slide there on, on your homework there, I'll call it homework because I want you guys to take it home and just feed on that. Is he set his feet upon the rock. What does it say? It says, he set my feet upon a rock and steadied me as I walked along. And I thought, man, you know, as I was looking through the, the Bible, there's so much beautiful imagery of rocks in the Bible. I'm going to give you a few here. He says, Yahweh is my rock, my fortress. 
God, the rock of my salvation, my rock of my refuge, the rock of my strength. And even if you think back in Exodus and in Numbers, when uh, God was bringing his people out of Egypt, you know, remember that rock that was following them along? Remember that? You know, they had a pillar, uh, during, pillar of fire to walk by at night and a cloud during the day. God's a provider, amen? That's what I want, to, want us to see. But that rock was like a type of Christ. They were using that as an illustration of Christ. And when he, he would hit the rock, he would get that water, right? Well, you know what? When we reach out through prayer and, and commune with God, he wants to give us that living water that refreshes our spirit, amen? That's what I want to talk about there. Very good. So David, when he said this, he was, man, he was making, he was making a profound statement there. He was talking about his God and being one that got, got him through so much. Can you say that about your relationship with the Lord? Has God got you through so much? See, sometimes it's good to look in the rearview mirror just for a minute. Don't want to stay there. Just say, God got me through that. God got me through this. Surely, He's God enough to get me through what's coming. I want you to hear that. So whatever you're facing this week, right now, right here, weeks to come, years to come, I want you to remember that. That God, what happened to us in God is greater than anything that will ever happen to us in the world. He died for our sin and he rose and we are victorious through him. Amen. But let's keep rolling. Now, I wrote this here. I said, we don't get pulled from the pit to walk alone. Aren't you glad? He doesn't just prop you up and say, okay, I'll check back on you, right? He sets our feet upon the rock to give us a firm foundation found only in Christ. When we come out the other side, if we could just keep that grateful heart. Jesse, Jesse and me went to a movie last night. And it's funny, man. I, you know, you don't think your kids are listening to you, but they are. He said, man, dad, that place was packed. Isn't it a shame we can't see that many people in churches all over? And then he said, that sounds like something you would say. <laughs> you know? Something along the lines said, yeah, you're right. But, you know, we talk about the races and this and that and the movie. And they're coming in there and, and, and all this stuff. And you think, my gosh, the greatest message ever told. The greatest love story ever, ever made is for you. It's for me. But a lot of times we let stuff get in the way. I pray today that we clear our schedule, clear our hearts and focus on what God's done. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. We have the word of the Lord as a place to stand firmly on the promises of God. Now we talk about that. And if you come on Tuesday night, Mr. Jimmy will be sure to remind us all that you know what? He's praying the promises of God in his life. He's praying the promises of God for his church. He's praying the promises of God for his family. But you know what? To do that, you got to spend a little time in the word, Right? And sometimes we just don't even know who we are in Christ. That's why we get so overwhelmed in crisis. Right? But when we understand who we are in Christ and the victory that we have in Jesus, it starts changing our perspective, doesn't it? Right? If we start getting understanding that, you know, God's for me, and we know that God will never leave us or forsake us, so when we're in that pit, even when it's dark, we say, God's coming. God's coming. God's coming. Several years ago, let me tell you, man. Whoo! I was thinking, I know the word says you're never late, but man, you must be precedent. Because you know, when you go through something and you're hurting and they don't know what's wrong with you and you're doing all these tests and all these different things and you, and you don't feel good and you go, man, I kept saying, God, I know you're coming. God, I know you're coming. And guess what? He did. And he set me on the rock. And you see, when he sets you on that rock, you want to sing about it. You don't want to turn the volume down about it. You get excited about it, right? That's what I'm talking about today. Well, look what else you showed me today. You have 
Have you put your faith in, I'm sorry, guys. Have you put your faith in the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ? Before we get there, I want, I want to say something that the Lord showed me when I was putting this together. You know, he was showing me way back up here. He says, he set my feet upon a rock and he steadied me as I walked. Well, y'all know about a month ago, I had a problem with walking, didn't I? Right? I was on a walker. I was on this. I was leaning on people and everything. I had to have some knee surgery and stuff like that. And he showed me something about when you're being steadied, walking. Guess what? There was people coming alongside me. Hey, man, you got it? You got it? I said, yeah, I'm okay. Be careful. Got it. There's connection. There's communication. There's fellowship. See? It didn't just prop you up. They didn't send me out of the hospital and say, hey, man, uh, let's see what happens. Right? You know? Hey, if you get down there, you'll probably be okay. No. I had, I had aid. Right? But mostly, I had Christ. And I had Christ-like folks coming alongside. So I want to thank you again. See, I don't forget about that stuff. I'm thinking, man, you guys were so awesome to check in and do things and call and meals and all those things right there. See, I got to see the fingerprints of God through you. And that's overwhelming. That's humbling, man. So you know what? That's, I, I pray that we're a church that, that is like that. And I preach that a lot. I just didn't know that I was going to be on the receiving end of it. But I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. So when you go through that, we want to be the mirror of Christ to you. But we want to be pointing to Christ the whole time. So look at this. When we're looking about that rock, and I always say, there's never a better time to just jump right to the point of it. Have you put your faith in the rock of our salvation, Lord Jesus Christ? If you're here today, do you know for sure if something would happen to you, if you would pass on, that you would spend eternity in heaven because you have a personal relationship with Christ? So I don't, I don't know. Well, you know what? You can know. I just want to hit you with that early on. Okay? Everybody doing good? <clears throat> well, guess what? When I start feeling better, guess what? I wanted to sing. When God pulled me through the other side, I was excited. When God saved me, I got excited. You couldn't tell that, could you? Uh-uh. Yeah, ask the people at the auto parts store. <laughs> See, they thought that was just the battery that was getting charged up. I was getting charged up sharing my faith with them because I saw God working there. I said, God's moving here because I prayed. All the time, Lord, give me an opportunity to tell them how good you are. Lord, give us an opportunity to spread that word. Lord, all the time when I'm walking around thinking, is this a sermon series that you're showing me? What is it that you're showing me? Because I believe God is putting breadcrumbs down all the time. Signs and things. He's whispering. Hey, you can encourage them. Hey, you can encourage her. We were somewhere. We went the other day. And I was walking along. And this lady was working. Where Maybe we were at the hospital. I can't even remember where we were at. And I was walking. I know. I was visiting at the hospital. And this lady was working and doing stuff. And, man, she just looked overwhelmed. And we're walking. I got about halfway. I said, I said, hey. She goes, yes. She's like, you're not going to ask me something else. I said, hey, anybody tell you they appreciate you today? That woman said, what did you say? I said, did anybody tell you how much they appreciate you today? She said, no, honey, they didn't. I said, well, I do. Thank you. It changed everything. I mean, she started putting all that medicine back in there like this and moving on. You know, it didn't cost me anything. I, was, I didn't want anything in return. I just thought, man, she looks like she could use a touch of God. God, I'll be your finger. I'll be your voice if you use me. You know what? What's God saying to us today? Maybe say, sing a song. All right, let's take a look at this. When we come to that safe place, that place of peace. How many know peace is, is priceless? Amen. If you, if, if you get a, a time in your life that there's no peace, you will about give anything for peace, amen? 
And I'm not just talking about losing 40 wings. I'm talking about when things that despair and things are churning in your life. And you go, how, how am I going to do this? Well, I found in my life most of the time, I'm not going to do this. God's going to do this. And so when I get the right focus, things change. So let's look at this. Verse 3 says, he has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our, our God. Isn't it amazing when we get going, man? That's why I love starting out with praise and worship. You know, it gives us an opportunity to tune our hearts to the things of God. You know, remembering what God has done and praising him for that. But you notice this? A heart for God worships God. A heart for God worships God. You say, well, I don't sing. Didn't say you had to sing. You can worship God working on your boat. Man, Lord, you bless me with this. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to be a fisherman. I'm going to use this to take people out. And, and I didn't want I got them all the way out there. I'm going to say, do you know Jesus? Y'all caught that, didn't you? <laughs> well, you know, it's a great place to witness, right? But you know what? I tell you, when you can't swim and you get on a boat, you better know him, right? <laughs> Everybody's going, yeah, you talk right. You know what? There's never a bad time to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I pray today, if you haven't, that today is your day. You're not here by mistake. You're not here by, well, I thought I'd just make it. You know, today's your day. God's made a time for you to be at a place for this. Amen? So a heart for God worships God. And I want you to know, like I said, it's more than playing music. It might be in your serving. It might be in your giving. It might be in your encouraging somebody. It might be you open your house up to somebody. I, I don't know what it is, but God says, you know what? I'll use you. I've blessed you in these areas and there's nobody else like you. So I'm going to use you. Amen? Isn't that good to know? It comes from a grateful heart. If we get over there and we get the shovel lift, and we come in here and we're like, I ain't going to do nothing. Well, guess what? You're probably not going to leave with much, are you? See, a lot of times I always say, hey, you know, they're talking about prayer. Hey, y'all want to pray? You pray for me. I'll take it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Because you know what? How many people I always say, hey, did y'all pray on the way in? You know, you used to say, you know what? If I had this little recorder in the back of your car, were y'all arguing on the way? Yeah? You know? Who knows? You know? I told this, but it's worth repeating for those that her buddy of mine, him and his wife would argue every Sunday going to, to church. Oh, man, you're going too fast. And she was running late and all this stuff. He said, I solved the problem. I said, what did he say? We take two cars. And they did. He said, we get along great. You know, I'll meet you. Where you want to go? You want to go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings? I'll meet you there afterwards. You know? But, you know, sometimes um, we let little things divide us. I'm saying today, don't let little things divide us. Let the bigger thing unite us. Jesus. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. We honor the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. As we roll into the week for thanksgiving, think about the things that you're thankful for. You know, there's so much to be thankful for. So much. And you say, well, you know, that's easy for you to say because this is going on. You know, life as a pastor doesn't mean everything's just rosy. You know? But I tell you what, the privilege of being a pastor is amazing. Privilege. But it's a great responsibility, and I don't take that light. I do the best I can, and you know what? When I blow it, I get back up and keep going. But you know what? But I'm going to tell you, God is good. God is good. Let me tell you something else. This is amazing. I'm totally off the chart here, but that's all right. Um, you know, Thomas is going through his college and all this stuff, and I know nothing about college stuff and classes. My, in my mind, you tell me what I take, I pay you, I take the class. I'm good. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. They got to have it in this this month and this thing and and, and this class. You got to take this class before this class. It's like, man, you got to understand college before you can even go to college. You know, I need like a college class to go to college. 
Aren't you glad God's not like that? He'll take you right where you are. You know? I love it. I love it. Look who God used. And I'm not saying anything against education because I need more of it. Amen? But I'm saying this. God took a fisherman. God took a tip maker. God will take me and you. God will take a guy that bangs on three chords on the guitar loud and use a little bit. Amen? It doesn't matter. It's about the heart being grateful. It's about us being tuned to that. What God wants to do in your life. Amen? So guess what? We get to declare his wonders and his tender mercy. See, people want to hear that a lot of times you don't think they do, but when things are tough, they want to lean into what's going on in your life if you're a mirror of Christ. You ever seen that? I've had guys cuss me at work, make fun of me, talk bad about church business, this, that, and everything else, and everything else. The very guys that do that, when they thought they was going to lose their job, hey man, you got a minute? I said, yeah. Um, how about you? Can, you? can you pray for us? Sure, sure will. Did I go, oh no, you didn't want me to do that. Oh no, I've been waiting on this day. Come crawling back. I did not. But I was thinking, God, <laughs> I didn't. Was it hard? No, it really wasn't. No, it wasn't because I've been that same guy. See, I've been that same guy. And when you find out and you go, oh, I cannot believe I said that. I cannot believe I did that. You know? But here's the good news. That in those situations, God gives us an amazing platform. To be gentle, to be compassionate, to be forgiven, to be the mirror of Christ. Amen. And sometimes that's a little tough, isn't it? I'm going to tell you what, I think it's impossible on your own. You know, so I say on your own. But through Christ who strengthens us, we can do all things. So this week when you're dealing with that person at work or that person in the family, because, oh, I better talk on that. All right. It doesn't happen in my house, right, Grandma? Nobody. <laughs> I just heard these things happen sometimes. But you know, sometimes when you get family together, it's not always rosy, is it? That doesn't happen in our house, Jimmy. Just want to let you know it's good. <laughs> no, I'm very blessed with, with uh, our, our family and stuff. But you know, I want to I understand that sometimes families are a little disjointed. So I want to speak to that. You know what? This this time when you guys get together, if you are getting together uh, for Thanksgiving, hey man, use that as an opportunity. To just witness. That doesn't mean you had to break your Bible out. That doesn't mean you got to, you know, lay hands on the, on the lemon meringue pie. You know? But you know what? It just might be encouraging somebody. It just might be going, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, okay. Maybe there's something that they got going on in their life that maybe they need some prayer. And you know this. Sometimes your family is the hardest one to reach. Right? Is that true? Or is it just in my family? Right? But you know what? God got them. God reached them, and there's still more in my family. I'm so glad that I know that my dad's saved, that my mom's saved, that my sister's saved, right? But there's a lot of people out there that's not saved. So guess what? Roll up them sleeves of faith and keep singing your song for Christ. Amen? That's what I want you to know, that God is all about us getting into his glory. Amen? What song are you singing today? What song are you singing? Are you singing the blues? Ain't got this, ain't got that, don't feel good, whatever it is. Or you say, man, I tell you what, I'm going to share this. We were motorcycle riding the other day, and I, I was going to be Mr. Tough Guy, and I just had my T-shirt on, and I went by Grayson's and Debbie's, and I, that's how far as I thought I was going to go, and then Tanya and Tim came out, and they said, you want to go ride? I go, yeah. I was ready to go home, man. I was riding along. I was, I was freezing, but I would never let her know. She said, if I'd have known that then. I said, man, I'm so glad. Tim said, you ready to go back? I said, yeah, man, let's go. But, <laughs> man, I was cold, right? You say, how does this, how does this? How does this tie in? What song was I singing? At first I said, man, I'm freezing, Lord. 
I'm freezing. And then, and then they say, why you put your feet? I said, you know where I put my feet back here? I put my legs on the engine. I'm like this. I'm looking like one of those guys on those little rice rocket things. You know, so I'm going. But then guess what? We come up to a stop sign. And I'm singing. Now, y'all know my motorcycle. You can't hear nothing. I mean, there's people three streets over here. I'm ah, and think it's a low-flying aircraft. And I come up and she goes, and she goes, what are you doing? Thomas and Tommy goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm singing. To give me that look. But yeah, I'm just, I was just thankful, you know. Got to do some stuff with my friends. Do a little bit riding around. I'm thinking Tim's going to be going home soon. I'll warm up. <laughs> I was just thankful, man. But I had a song in my heart. You know what? Nobody else could probably hear it. Nobody probably wanted to hear it. But you know what? I was just lifting up the Lord. I was just thankful to be able to do a few things. Be able to live in a place that we live. See the things that we see. You know, have the friends that I have. And have the God that we have as a Lord and Savior. That's just amazing, man. So with that being said, you know what? Into his glory is the last thing I want to hit. Verse 3 says this. It says, many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. That's where I was going to tell you about the auto parts store, but I couldn't wait. So I'll save you all from that. But you know what? When they see what God's done in your life. I saw a guy in the movie last night. He said, how you doing, brother? You know, and I was like, I got something on my face. I mean, I thought something was happening. How you doing, brother? I said, I'm doing good. Say, hey, Jesse. Put him out there. I heard you. I said, get him, Jess. And he's like, I heard you were sick. I was like, when? Oh, yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, I heard, boy. I, I said, man, I'm good to go, man. God is good. I'm back on top. He goes, well, that's good. And he walked out still doom and gloom. You know, and he's just focusing on the negative. I was like, man, I'm propped up in the moon with my baby boy. Double old seven. I'm ready. Man, I was ready to go, you know. Spending that dad time. That's amazing. You know you love your kids when you watch the movie twice because Jesse didn't want to go when Thomas wanted to go. So me and Thomas went and then me and Jesse went. Y'all weren't doing anything about the movie. I can tell you it's good. All right? I went twice. I had to go twice. And I was like, but Jess, I wanted you to go when we were going to go. He goes, yeah, but I was busy. Okay. Okay, but you know what? If I can get some time in with my babies, I don't care. Because that's what I want to invest in. I want to spend some time. It's not about a movie. It's about my babies. It's about that time. It's about relationship. It's about talking about the things of God. Amen? So you know what? When people see that, going back to the guy I met in the movie line, he was all hunkered down and everything. I was praising the Lord. Man, God, God is good. He brought me through the other side. He pulled me out the pit. And I want to say, hey, you ought to come tomorrow. I'm going to tell you about being stuck in a rut. Ain't there no more. Might get it again, but I know God's faithful to pull us up the other side. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. The presence of the Lord in our lives glorifies God and witnesses to the world. That's what I wanted them to see last night. I want to say, hey. I didn't go, oh, yeah, well, you know what? No, man, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. And you know what? God is faithful. That's what I want people to see. God is faithful. God is good. Is it always on my time frame? No, but it's always on his. And the older I get, the more time I spend with him, guess what? That's good enough for me. Because he ain't never been wrong. Yeah, he's got a pretty good track record, don't he? Amen. Amen. Check your reflection of him. I said this every now and then. You know, if we spent as much time praying as we do complaining, we'd probably see the results happen a whole lot sooner. Come on. I'm looking for some of my workmates in here. Right? You know? Y'all don't work in a place like that, do you? Everybody's just bubbling. Everything's lovey-dovey. Ladies, I work for myself. It's great. Right? <laughs> That's good, man. But you know, I, I tell you, there's, there's opportunities all the time. Not just in church, but at the auto parts store, at your work, in your family, 
whatever you're doing, there's an opportunity that God's given us each day, each day to encourage somebody in the Lord. Amen. And I pray that that's the reflection that they see in our lives. And I understand. I want to say that. I understand that all the time we don't reflect him real well. Okay? But you know what? Just go back. Get back on the potter's wheel. Dig into that word and let God do the course corrections. And let's keep on going. This message is about rescuing, reconciling, joy, putting your feet back on the rock today. So if you hear, you hear that, this is what I want you to take away. Because you know what? When we're in the presence of God. Everything changes. Amen? I looked up glory. It says a state of great splendor, magnificent, or prosperity. People say, oh, I'm all up on the prosperity. Well, you know what, God? God's not, he doesn't have any lack. All right? But you know what? Prosperity, to me, is so much more than money. Because this thing's money can't buy, isn't it? If you have a bad relationship with your child, you can throw a lot of money at it. And in most cases, it doesn't change. If it does, it's just temporary. You know? You can have, you can have a lot of different things. But the main thing, that I pray that everybody that walks through this door has. It's a personal relationship with Christ. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. And you know what? That's what God has called us to do, to share in that. But he wants us to love him first. See, it comes out of that relationship. And I really believe God's birthing a message about that for the next week or two. What, what, really, what is our number one priority? I want you to think about that. Is it Christ first? Amen? And being in the presence of our holy God. You know, when we're singing and praising the Lord and things like that, um, or, or speaking from his word, God, God is using that to transform our lives. And, and we have such a privilege to be able to meet here and, and just in a, in a country. We talked about, Debbie was talking about it the other day when we were in a Bible study, and I thought, man, it, I knew that when she said that. I was just like, wow, that's so true. She said, you know, there may be a time coming when we can't do this. The world's changing. So get on board now. Fill your heart with the promises of God. I'm not telling you that to scare you. I'm trying to tell you that things are changing. And I tell you what, they can't take what's in your heart. Amen? The question is, is God in your heart? So with that being said here, I want you guys to think about this. Christ came to rescue. Reach out in faith and trust Jesus to save you today. So if you're here today and you never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I hope you hear what I'm saying today. It doesn't matter what pit you're in. It doesn't matter where you've been, what's going on, or anything else. But God is good, and he wants to take you right where you are. And you say, well, okay. It's simple, but it costs God his best. I didn't say that it was cheap. It costs God everything. It's about that relationship. So if you're here today and you say, you know what, I'm not sure I'm going to heaven or not if I die today. Well, you know what, you can be. That's what they told me at the honors part show when I asked them. They go, I really don't know. I said, well, guess what, you can. You can know. And it's not by what I'm saying. I'm telling you what the Word says. And you say, well, you know, you say the same thing every week. <laughs> yes, there's only one way. You know, you, can, you ain't no other way to say it. Jesus Christ died for the center of the world. That means me and you. And the Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But the free gift of eternal life is, is, is that relationship with this son. And see, all the sin of the world was heaped on Jesus. He paid the price that we couldn't pay. He didn't deserve it. But he takes that and exchanges that robe of righteousness that he had. He gives it to us when he says, you know what? I'm calling on your name today, Lord. So if you've never done, I ask you to say, Lord, forgive me for my sin coming to my life today, Lord. I want what you have for me. Lord, I ask you to forgive me my sin today. I'm believing that you're the son of God. God raised you from the dead. I put my faith and trust in you. 
And he says, you know what? I'll seal you with my spirit. If you're here today and we're listening to the message real close, I'm going to tell you what I believe. That message is for everyone that walked in that door. Start with me. Because sometimes being stuck in a rut, doing the same thing, being stuck in the pit, feeling like you're just the only one there, that you're desperate, that you're overwhelmed, or whatever the situation, whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage, whether it's, it's sickness or whatever, God is bigger than that situation. And I want to stand with you in prayer today and say, you know what? God can fix that. God can restore that. God can take that and make it better. He can purify us, right? So if that's your prayer today, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to pray for everybody, including myself. Father, we thank you, Lord, that no matter where we are, you're willing to reach out, bring us to you. All we need to do is call on the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you so much for the gift of life that comes from your son, Jesus, Lord. I thank you for each one that comes here, each one that's coming through here, Lord. I pray that today something was said, Lord, through your word that just rivets in their heart and say, you know what? It's going to be a better day. You know what? I'm not alone. Lord, I'm going to sing a praise, Lord, because I know just like you did David, just like you did so many others, you'll do it for me. Lord, rescue me today. Put my feet upon that rock. Lord, I thank you for each one here. I thank you for the privilege of sharing your message, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to just take this and make it so much more than what we could ever do. I pray today that as we go into the week of Thanksgiving, people are excited about all the thankful things that God has done for them. Forgiveness, restoration, love, all those things. Being a provider, being that safe place. If that's you today, grab hold of the promises of God. Just sing out with a song in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. All right. All right. Well, you know, sometimes we just need to leave some of those things behind. And that's what we're going to sing about. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And we're going to sing you out with a song. That doesn't mean you have to leave when we're done playing. We'd like to talk to you some more. Again, uh, over on by Aunt Ange. Wave your hand, Aunt Ange. Over there on that table, there's a place that you can put your prayer request. But better yet, we'd like to pray for you before you go. Give us that privilege. We'd love to do that. Amen, so amen. we're going to sing a little song. I hope you guys just open your hearts to this. Amen.